Today is the 27th of January 2018. Today is Saturday. Sayedo is very happy that all of you coming from abroad have come here to the Chamyemyai Meditation Center in order to practice metta meditation. Sayadaw um, Sayado is touched and likes how you are engaging in the practice seriously and sincerely. And because you are practicing sincerely and diligently, you also have come to really see and understand the nature of metta, of loving kindness. Today is the sixth day of practicing metta meditation, and some of the meditators have already had very good experiences. There are five thieves who, um, who can come and steal the, the good metta that has been established. We also can call them the five metta thieves. Hmm? So this Tama talk is about these thieves. So we need to put virya into the practice. We need to put forth some effort in order to arouse loving-kindness, metta, which has not been arisen. And then, when the metta quality of loving-kindness has arisen, then we need to be mindful. Then, then we need to watch out uh, that this quality of metta is not stolen. In a worldly context, out there in the world, we have, have thieves. <laughs> Thieves, they live on the things that they steal from other people, so they do not um, earn their livelihood or uh, get what they need to eat or to use in their life by rightful means, but they steal these things from other people who acquire them by uh, 
right livelihood. So, for example, a thief comes to our house and takes away, steals uh, certain things. And this means that these things are no long, longer with us. They have been taken away from us. So therefore, in protect to our uh, material things, to make sure that they are not stolen by thieves, then uh, we have to take measures to uh, prevent that they are stolen, to prevent that thieves can steal them. Or else, if uh, a thief has gotten into our house, then we make sure that we drive him out as quickly as possible. If we do not drive him or maybe her out of the house, then the thief has the opportunity to take whatever things are around and take them with him. So then when the thief has stolen our things, then uh, we suffer on account of these things that have been stolen. So then uh, we, we worry, we, have, we experience mental suffering, and we also ex- uh, experience physical suffering. In the same way as there are um, thieves out there in the world, likewise there are also uh, metta thieves um, stealing the meditator's metta. So these thieves, actually it's not only one thief, but it's five thieves. So uh, please um, listen attentively. Sayato will explain now these five thieves. Because if you do not recognize these thieves as thieves, then you do not watch out for these thieves. And uh, not watching out for for these thieves, then these thieves uh, can still take away your metta. So what are these five thieves? The first one is called Kamachanda Nivarana. It's the hindrance of sense desire. So this is the hindrance of sense desire, meaning the desire for um, the objects of the five senses, like desire, craving, 
or attachment to the objects of the five senses. Then the second thief is Vyapada Nivarana. It's the hindrance of ill will, aversion. So this means the hindrance of um, ill will, disappointment, frustration. The third thief is Tina Mita Nivarana. It's the hindrance of sloth and torpor. So Tina Mita, this refers to sleepiness or a dull mind or uh, even falling asleep. The fourth thief is Uttacha Kukucha Nivarana. It's the hindrance of restlessness and remorse. Uttacha, this refers to a restless mind a wandering mind, the thinking mind. And kukucha, this refers <coughs> to, to have regrets. So, for example, one has regret about something that one has not done, something one should have done, but as one has not done it, then uh, one is overcome with regret. Now, and also this kukucha uh, regret or remorse refers to something that uh, should have been done but because one has not had the time to do it because one has not carried out in time then one has regret that one has not carried out this action. This is also kukucha. Then the fifth thief is vichikicha nivarana, and this is the hindrance of skeptical doubt. So this skeptical doubt refers to the doubt we have in relation to the meditation practice or to the teachings. This vichikicha refers to the uh, doubts, skeptical doubts we have, for example, in relation to sila, to uh, virtue or the precepts, or the skeptical doubts that we have in relation to the practice of vipassana meditation. So it's either skeptical doubts that we have or wrong ideas, wrong views regarding these practices. So for example, in practicing metta meditation, we 
may doubt that one can gain the 11 benefits from the practice of metta meditation. So the doubt arises, can, one, can I really uh, experience these 11 benefits of metta? Or else we may have the skeptical doubt, Vichikicha, in regard to the metaphrases when we wish somebody. Um, may she be well, happy, and peaceful, then uh, we doubt that this metta wish will really have an effect, an effect on the other person, or we doubt that this metta wish is really beneficial. Now, metta deya bwamya atulu or else, Vichikicha skeptical doubt can arise um, in relation to the statement that if one dies, uh, being absorbed in a jhana, one will be reborn in the Brahma realm. So then the doubt arises, or one doubts that this is true, that one uh, will be reborn in the Brahma realm. And one even doubts that the Brahma realm really exists, thinking that this cannot be true. Um, not believing it because one has not yet had the experience. Or another kind of skeptical doubt which Ikicha we can have in relation to the metta practice is if we uh, cultivate metta for a person who is far away from us, then we doubt that uh, this metta practice uh, will work. We doubt that uh, this person will really uh, that there will be benefits of cultivating metta for this person far away because we think that this metta, our metta does not reach the other person. So a doubt that both local and foreign meditators have and that they ask that they ask Syed about this doubt is um, if I cultivate metta for another person, does this person um, really receive the metta? that I send to him or her. So you may check uh, in your mind whether you also have this doubt, whether you have also these questions, this question, the question of um, will the metta 
for the object of my metta meditation. So will my metta reach this person or will it not uh, reach the person? Yeah. So what do you think? The metta that you cultivate for another person, does the metta, does it reach the other person or not? <laughs> Other? เมตตาเสชิงอดีอภวะคันปุโกอโจยามะปังตะนีมีอโจยามะอืมมามาเลยนะคอเรกต์มาเปลือดูตระอุยะกิโรพงเสตตาโรอีเมปุราโรอะด
five mental factors. So when they are present, then uh, when you cultivate metta, then it surely will reach the person. The, the, but it needs a good connection. So if there is no good connection to make a telephone call, then we cannot uh, make the telephone call. And likewise, um, when we cultivate metta, we need a good connection, meaning that these five, no, meaning we need a good connection, but when the connection is not good, that means when the kilesas, the defilements, and specifically when the hindrances, the nivaranas are present, then um, we cannot connect, there is no connection. Now Sayato will tell a story which illustrates that the uh, metta uh, cultivated for a person really reaches or affects the person. So last November, Sayato went to uh, the town of Takon and he conducted a metta meditation retreat. There were 83 uh, meditators who practiced met- <coughs> metta. Among these metta meditators was a lady whose name was Dokin Dain Chi. On about the fifth day into this metta meditation retreat, she had an interview with Sayado. And she said, Sayado, the practice of metta meditation, this is really something amazing. She further said, Sayadom, you instructed us to cultivate metta for a disliked person, a person we hate, or an enemy. And so I started to cultivate metta for an enemy. And my enemy, this is my younger sister. So, because of the inheritance from the parents, um, they quarreled about it, and the two younger sisters, they um, took more than that was their share, and so that's why uh, they didn't talk with each other anymore. So 
And this yogi said, I am the oldest one and I shared the inheritance equally with among all uh, of us, but the two younger sisters were not satisfied and so uh, they do not talk anymore with me. This lasts already for three years. But now, as Sayadaw has instructed, uh, now I cultivate metta for the enemy, for my sisters. And last night at about eight o'clock, um, my sister uh, called me. And the sister uh, said, "My elder sister, um, it's my fault. Um, please forgive me." And the younger sister said, Please forgive me my faults by actions of body, speech, and mind. And the younger sister said, um, Tomorrow, I will come and see you and pay respect to you, my elder sister, and I will pay respect to you and also offer you 300,000 jats. <laughs> So this yogi then further said, um, in this way, the practice of metta meditation is really so amazing. My younger sister, who did not uh, talk to me, who did not contact me for three years, now she called me and tomorrow she will even come to see me, to pay respect to me and offering three lakhs to me. And then Sayato told her, well, there are many more amazing things that can be experienced through the practice of metta meditation. Therefore, simply continue with your metta practice. So therefore, you should have no skeptical doubts in regard to the practice of metta meditation and you should continue your practice of metta meditation sincerely and diligently. So be always careful about these five kinds of thieves and if they enter your heart and your mind then you should uh, chase them out as quickly as possible. So first of all we need to recognize these thieves as thieves, so we need to watch out, we need to be mindful, and 
when we notice that they have entered our heart and mind, then we need to uh, chase them out. We should not accept them. And, uh, and when we have driven them out, chased them away, then we continue with our cultivation of loving kindness. So among these uh, five hindrances, uh, a very important one to watch out for is the first one, Kamachanda Nivarana, the hindrance of sense desire. Because the remaining four thieves, the remaining four hindrances, they are easy to detect. They are easy to notice when they enter our heart and mind. But the first one, the first hindrance, the sense desire, this is not so easy to detect. This is not so easy to notice when it arises in our heart and mind. Because this Kamachanda Nivarana, because sense desire can disguise as metta. Because it can uh, disguise as metta, because it can pretend to be metta, then the meditators assume and believe that this is metta. Um, because this sense desire, this uh, last craving, this is uh, the opposite of metta. It's something completely different. If there is no mindfulness, if there is no understanding, then one takes this raga, this lust, this craving to be metta. Because also um, lust and craving, um, they want others to be happy and well, in the same way as metta also wants others to be happy and well. But in the case of raga, in the case of lust, desire, uh, there is always attachment, uh, grasping present. But with metta, there is no attachment. There is no grasping. And the nature of raga, lust, desire, is hot and burning. Whereas the nature of metta is peaceful and cool. The nature of raga, lust, desire, is 
controlling, whereas the nature of metta is uh, free, freedom. So therefore, we must be very mindful, very attentive when uh, raga, last desire, uh, arises in our heart and mind. And then when we notice that it has arisen in our mind, we should not accept it, but we should let go of it. We should uh, chase it out by letting go. And we should uh, see this as a thief. And all of these thieves um, should be regarded as uh, something frightening. So these thieves, they do not only steal our ordinary metta, but they also can steal the metta that we uh, cultivate when we that we culti- cultivate when we also want to achieve or attain the jhanas, the absorptions, and the supernormal powers. So now, so Sayadaw is going uh, to relate a story in relation uh, to this thieves. He gives a summary. It's a story about the Bodhisattva, the, the future, or no, the Buddha to be, the Buddha in one of his previous lives. In one of his previous lives, the Bodhisattva uh, was born as a very influential and powerful Brahmin. But then one day he gave up all his wealth and he left his home and he became a hermit. And so he went into the forest and uh, he practiced metta. So he practiced uh, metta meditation and by doing this he uh, attained the jhanas and also the supernormal powers. And so in order to go into the town for arms round he used his supernormal power to go into town and then also uh, to return back to his place in the forest. He went by his supernormal powers. And one day, after he had gone for arms in town, before going back to his place in the forest, he took some rest in the royal garden. 
And while he was taking rest there, the queen was in the garden and um, he saw her. Um, it was not the queen, but it was the king who was walking around in the garden. And when he saw the hermit, he had a lot of respect for this hermit. He admired him a lot. And the king said to the hermit, Venerable hermit, please do not go anywhere else, but uh, please do stay here in this royal garden. And for your daily arms round, you do not need to go anywhere else, but please. Uh, come to my palace and receive the arms there. So the hermit accepted and then uh, when it was time to receive arms the hermit used his supernormal power and went to the king's palace to receive the food. And when the hermit arrived in the palace, the king himself offered the food to the hermit. But then one day the king had to go to the border of his kingdom um, because there was war with a neighboring country. So before the king left for the border, he uh, said to the queen, to his wife, um, I have to go to the border um, because uh, I have to oversee the fights there. So please, uh, instead of me, you offer the food to the hermit, and please do it in the same respectful way as I do it. So with that, the king left for the border, and uh, then the queen, whenever the hermit came to receive the food, she offered it as the king in a very respectful and polite way. So when the um, hermit um, went to the palace by his supernormal powers, when he arrived there, then uh, he saw the queen there. And when he saw the queen, then in the heart and mind, 
of the bodhisattva, of that hermit, there arose the hindrance of sense desire, karmachanda nivarana. And because of this thief, the thief of Kamachanda Nivarana, the hindrance of sense desire, because of this thief, the hermit lost his uh, jhana and also his supernormal powers. So after he had eaten the meal there, because he had lost his supernormal powers, he could not return to his place by supernormal powers. So then he had, go, he had to go back from the palace uh, to his place in the royal garden by foot, by walking. When he uh, got back to his place in the royal garden, this Kamachanda Nivarana, the hindrance of sense desire, was arising in his mind uh, constantly, again and again. So this Kamachanda Nivarana, the hindrance of sense desire, manifested as thoughts like, oh, the queen is so beautiful, she is so lovely. How, how can I get her? What can I do uh, to live together with her? So, these thoughts of wanting, of craving, uh, became very, very strong in the mind of the hermit. And because of this uh, strong uh, sense desire, he could no longer sleep. And he lost all his appetite. And he just pulled his his robes over uh, his body over his head, and he was lying on his mat and sleeping. He uh, was only sleeping, he did not even take a shower anymore, and he did not clean his hut anymore. He also did no longer go for his arms food. And then the following day, the queen was waiting for the hermit to come, thinking, will he come, will he not come, will he come? But uh, he did not go to get his arms food. And then, after about uh, four or five days, the king came back from <coughs> his trip to the frontier. And when he came back, 
um, he went straight to the place where the yati, where the hermit was staying. When he was near the hut of the hermit, from a respectful distance, he called, Hermit, Hermit, Hermit. But the hermit uh, did not answer. Only after the king had uh, called him uh, many times did the hermit uh, get up. When the king um, saw the hermit, then he saw that he was not like before, like his face was no longer serene and cheerful. And the, the hair of the hermit had grown, uh, also the beard had grown a bit, and because the hermit uh, did not take a shower, so his body was dirty and smelly. So because the, the hermit had not taken a shower for four days, his body was really smelly. His body was really dirty. Um, because the hermit for these past four or five days he had all the time been thinking about the queen so he was not sleeping he was not eating he was not uh, taking a shower but all the time he was thinking about the queen and so the king asked the hermit, Hermit, what has happened with you? And the hermit said, Please, do not ask me. It's very difficult to explain. But the king repeatedly asked the hermit what had happened. <coughs> and finally, the hermit then admitted that uh, he had this longing for the queen, that he loved the, the queen, that he uh, liked her very much. And the hermit explained further that after seeing the queen that he had lost his jhanas, his supernormal powers, and that since then he could no longer sleep he did no longer eat and that he did no longer take a shower. Then the hermit openly explained that, um, that he was consumed by the desire to, to get the queen uh, because he loved her very much. 
So then the king said, Well, uh, obviously, you are suffering so much on account of your desire to have the queen. So please come with me. They went together to the palace, and there the king gave the queen to the hermit. So then the queen went um, with the hermit. So the hermit, the bodhisattva, was of course <coughs> very happy that um, he got the queen. And so together they went uh, away, they left the palace. <laughs> มีเบียยีทาบุยาเอ็งลูเรมีเบียยีกวีบุยาอซาซาริลูเบียนเนมีเบียยีกูเอ่อคณะอซ้องชอบบุยาอซ้องชอบดีลูเรซะติปิงด
after that, he uh, no longer So after that, he no longer went to people's house for a food dana. So these meta thieves, they do not only um, assail ordinary people, but even people like the Bodhisattva, even people who are able to attain the jhanas and the supernormal powers. The meta thieves, they can even steal their meta. So therefore, be careful of these five thieves um, when you are engaging in the practice of metta meditation. So please um, practice diligently and make sure that your metta is not stolen, that your metta does not disappear on account of whatever uh, cause there may be, whether it's um, uh, on account of other people or on account of other uh, hindrances or disturbances. So, may you continue to practice uh, your metta meditation as usual and may you uh, experience happiness and peace in both body and mind. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.